Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for putting up with me for nine weeks. It's been a lot of fun, I think. And uh, we've been having a good time. You can be seated. You know, it is, it is uh, sad, but good. You guys can be seated as well. Thank you. It's the beginning of the end this morning. But the good thing is, every end is also a new beginning. So I would invite you right now to just take a minute to look around at the people who are sitting by your side. These are the people who are the other characters that populate your life story. It's easy to think about the hero's journey, your hero's journey, you as the hero of your life, and it's easy to think about that as being all about the hero. But at the beginning of the end, here this morning, I need to tell you that it's not all about you. And there is actually more to this story we've been telling than what meets the eye. When the, crod- when the credits roll on your life, all the names of the people that surround you will be alongside yours. And so I hear this all the time. I'm in the film industry and people will often come and make this remark to me. They'll say, you know, I was watching one of those big movies the other day and it got to the credits and I, I actually watched them and I just thought, man, there are so many names there, particularly if it's a movie with lots of visual effects. And then you could just sit there for like half an hour just watching all the names go by of all the people that uh, actually made it all come to pass. The truth is, if the hero's journey was just about the hero, there would be no story. And your life is not just about you. It's, it's made up of a whole lot of people that surround you. Your life is like the sum total of the people around you. I think our ideas, our beliefs, our experiences, our fears, our goals, all of them are influenced and shaped by the people who surround us. And if that's not a good reason to be really careful about who you surround yourself with, then I don't know what is. I, and not just being careful like, you know, try not to hang around with uh, people who influence you badly, but also it's incentive to say, okay, well, I'm going to find the best caliber people I can and try and surround as printed, published, and sold more copies than any other book in history. So if we were to do together what Hollywood does to scripts and read the first couple of pages, and I'm not going to actually read them all because that actually would take quite a long time. We're going to look at just the beginning and then flick all the way to the end and see what this story is all about. Some people think the Bible's like a big collection of um, self-help sayings. It's not. Some people treat it like it's some kind of a, um, like a, a point and flick thing that's written about you and to you. It's not. The Bible is a story. That's why it starts with, in the beginning. So, if we... I don't know why I'm flicking through the pages. I'm not going to read it to you. I'm going to give you a summary. 
In Genesis, in the first pages of the Bible, the opening image that we get, it's, we see that it's a story about humanity and their creator living together in a garden. And at the center of the garden is the tree of life. It's an image of how the world was meant to be. The humans disobey God, so they're exiled from the garden. They're thrown out into the unknown world. And if heaven is God's space and earth is human space, in that moment, heaven and earth are together until they're torn apart. If you flick all the way to the end of the Bible, the, excuse me, the closing image is one of a new heaven and a new earth. It's heaven and earth reunited. Jesus, the king, has restored the kingdom and the order of the kingdom. God and his people are back together again, but this time it's in a holy city. And at the center of the city is the tree of life. And so if you were to treat the Bible like a Hollywood script that you're trying to figure out what it's about without having to read the whole thing, you would see that this is a story about the separation and reunification of heaven and earth, of humanity and our creator. So in that story, when Jesus comes, it's like the high point. He dies on the cross as the low point. And finally, his resurrection and instructions to the disciples are what take the humanity into the final push. And so you and I are now living in Act 3 of the story of humanity and our creator. Jesus is the bridegroom and we are his bride. And so the final act is like the very long 2,000 plus year engagement between Jesus and his bride, the church. You and I have been given the keys to the kingdom and he's asked us to bring guests to the feast when he returns. His plans are for our growth and our transformation that's the hero's journey, but not just as individuals, as a collective. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 says, this is how he plans to do it. He says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. That's the purpose, that we might mature. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. It's, it's the image of somebody who's been through a transformation. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We'll not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. That transformation again. Who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. What does the Avengers end up being about? It's kind of like, how is this team of people who are all individuals, how are they going to work together? That's what I love. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow 
so the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. The bigger story that you and I are playing a part in is a lot like the Avengers. We are created to be a part of a team of heroes that helps to save the world. How are we supposed to save the world? That's impossible, right? Or at least, if it's not impossible, it's way too big a task to even fathom you and I doing. If, you, if I said to you, okay, off you go, go save the world. You'd be like, that's too much. J. John tells a story of a father who's trying to occupy his daughter for some period of time, hopefully a bit longer than shorter. And he says to her, come on, let's go, we'll find something for you to do. And so he takes her to a magazine and he flicks through the magazine and he finds a double spread, which is the world map. So this is great. He t- t- pulls the world map out and tears it up into lots of little pieces. And he shuffles them all around and he says, right, I want you to put the map back together. It's like, like a puzzle. So, okay, so he leaves and figures that's going to take her quite a while. But before long, she returns and she says, Daddy, I've, I've done it. He says, surely, he, surely she hasn't done it. It's the, like her geography is not that good. And so he comes to look. And sure enough, there she's put the map of the world back together. He says, how did you, how did you do that? She says, when you were flicking through the magazine, I looked on the other side of the page. And on the other side, I saw a picture of a man and a woman. And I thought, if I can put the man and the woman back together, then I can put the world back together. How do we save the world? We are called to save the world one person at a time. At the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. And so our calling is to each one of us help one person at a time see Jesus and be raised to life in him. We are called to make disciples of all nations. We know that because at the end of Jesus' bit, Matthew 28, 18, he says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. It's pretty clear. But we do that one person at a time. And we do that not by going to try and change other people first. The work is first done in us. And that's why our life is like the hero's journey. It's like the... Um, what would you call it? Like the, 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 the origin story of the superhero who joins the team. So like Iron Man starts with his own story and then joins the Avengers, so too are you and I meant to go on a transformative journey so we can first see Jesus and have our lives transformed that from the overflow of our own heart, that's how we can help others see Jesus. And so we've come full circle in this series to see that you and I are part of the marvelous kingdomatic universe. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And so that's my encouragement to you as we close this series. Don't just look for your own story. If you're looking only at your own story and how that can serve you and your life, then you're looking at the short story. But every short story amounts to, accumulates, to tell one bigger, longer story. And that is a story of humanity and our creator.
And that is what you and I are called to. And so I would ask you, what is your own special work that you are called to contribute to the body of Christ? And I'm not ta- like, it's, it includes being active in the church. But that's not, don't be thinking small picture like, oh, he's trying to do a volunteer drive, right? Each of us are called to play a part in the body of Christ, that we together can see his kingdom come and his will be done here on earth as in heaven. So how are you helping others to grow? That's my encouragement to you this morning. Why don't you stand as we begin to wrap up? I, um, I realized that if you need something to help center your eyes, to focus you on a less individualistic worldview, that you might be part of a collective and focus on the bigger picture, on the longer story, there's a prayer that you can pray that actually is like seemingly purpose-built. Our Father in heaven. Not my Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven. We're thinking about the collective. Hallowed be your name. This story is not about me. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. There's the mission. Here on earth as in heaven. That's the whole bigger story. Give us today our daily bread. It's like just whatever I need to go on this mission, on this adventure, can I just have that, please? Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. That's the heart work that needs to be done as we go on this adventure and help others see Jesus. Where am I up to? What's the last bit? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that is the picture of the ultimate victory that we are praying for, that we hope for, that we hold faith in. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So if you wanted to start to realign your heart and your mind towards the bigger story that you're a part of, I would suggest one thing you can do is to pray that prayer every day. Come back to it and say, ah, it's helping to realign my mind and my heart. All right. So that's something practical that you can do. But we're going to end by praying for you and praying together. That we might together as a collective pray. Lift up God's name. And let his presence come and move here in this place. And I'm believing that as we pray with one another, that you may feel God's presence, his spirit leading you towards the thing, the part that you have to play. I'm believing Holy Spirit's going to reveal new things to you here this morning. And I'm, I'm excited to see the journey that people are coming on. So why don't you close your eyes wherever you are. We're going to pray in just a minute. Before we pray, I want to ask, if you're here this morning, you've never asked Jesus into your heart. You've never committed your life into His hands to follow Him. 
I'm going to ask you to do that this morning. Maybe you're here or online. I'm going to ask that you raise your hand so we can pray with you and help you follow Jesus. If you want to make that decision, right now, just raise your hand wherever you are. One of our team will pray with you. We're going to help you to follow Jesus. If you're online, you can click the raise hand button. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Awesome. All right. Here in the presence of God, let's pivot our minds from being focused on our own life and our own story to the bigger picture of what we are a part of. Why don't you, wherever you are, however you can, begin to pray. Thank you, Lord. Holy God. Let's lift up His name. Every voice lifted here and at home. We are the church gathered and scattered. Father, as we lift our voices, pray that Your presence would come. Be with us here this morning, wherever we are. May Your presence reign in our lives. Open our eyes to see that which we are a part of. Show us the part that we have to play, Lord, that we might not feel isolated or lonely, but that we might feel the calling on the inside of our heart, a calling to a greater purpose, a greater mission, a greater life than one that's lived just for ourselves. Holy God, Let's push in, push in, push in. Lift your voices, however you pray. Lift up His name. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Give Him honour. Thank You, Jesus. Holy God. Holy God. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Your name is above every other name. Mighty God, we love You, Lord. Thank You for calling us. Thank You for choosing us. Thank You for loving us. Holy God, Father, as we sing this song, I pray that your presence would pour out upon your people here and at home. May you show us, open our eyes, God, to new things, every new adventure that you're calling us to, every new journey you're calling us to, every person that you are calling us to. Father, I thank you that you are assembling a team of people who are called to go and make a difference, bring heaven to earth, Bring your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. 
Come on, church, let's sing.